0: This evening's readings started with the very first verses in Scripture in the Old Testament after the fall where God promises His Son. As a church, we've been going over the last few weeks on a Sunday morning some of the, we call them prophetic words, in other words, the the writings in Scripture from way back that spoke of the coming of Jesus. And that's, if you're part of the church, I'd like you to hold that in the back of your mind because we've been looking at those things in, in, in relation to who we are in Christ coming as a King of Kings and the Lord of Lords. Someone, and this evening as we, as we look and celebrate the birth of Jesus, I want to take some of those things and put them in a, hopefully in a way that is accessible and understandable for all of us, but also challenges us. Someone once described God as an author, The one, in actual fact, scripture tells us that he is the author and the perfect of our faith. And as we look and remember the birth of Jesus this evening, I want to take that picture. I know every analogy has its limitations. But if you just bear with me as we look at God as the author. I was in the car the other day and one of my children was listening to some music. And one of the lyrics in the song was, he has written my story, which speaks of God writing our story. Genesis chapter 1 speaks about God as the one who creates heaven and earth. Hebrews chapter 1, which is a book in the New Testament, speaks about Jesus being the exact radiance and representation of God, the exact representation of God to us. In the Psalms, which is in the Old Testament, speaks about God knowing us before we were even born, fashioning and forming us in our mother's womb. And so if we look at God as the author, the world and creation is then the story. And we are the characters. So if you look at that concept and think of any story you've read, whether it be a short story, an epic novel, maybe you don't read and you've watched a movie that was a book, same kind of thing. Those stories do not exist outside the author's say. The author's the one who has decided that there would be a beginning, a middle, and an end. He's the one who's decided that this whole story is actually going to exist, and yet he exists outside and apart from that story. In the same way, God is the one who has created creation to exist. Everything that you know, from beginning to end, he's created us with a beginning, a middle, and an end, and he exists outside of that story. And so we live in the story as characters. The world story, with all the different events from way back and which are still to come, he is the author. And yet at the same time, we understand he's the author because as the author, he speaks of himself in the story. From all the way through, from the beginning to the end. He reveals himself as the one who is the creator, the one who has written the story, the one who exists outside of time, as we know it. He's created the whole world and written himself in. Humanity, you and I, everyone who's been before and everyone who is still to come, are all characters in the story. And just as an author would determine, well, this character is like this and this is the plan, so God has a plan for every single one of our lives. Just as an author would write that into a story, God's written it into the story of creation and humanity. And the incredible thing is he's also given us the freedom to choose how we respond and react in that story. And so we as humanity are the people and the characters of the story nothing happens in the world without him the author knowing of it whether it be good or bad whether it be joyful or in pain he is still in overall control and it will always play out ultimately as he is determined he's revealed himself as the author the whole way through as a character in the story, the character of God, the character of the author. And he has this relationship with the world as the author, but also part of the story because he reveals himself to us. He is God, transcendent, omnipotent. Looking upon humanity as his children, the beginning and the end. He exists beyond time, and and the whole story carries on because he's ordained it to. And yet, he isn't restricted by what goes on, but he is in ultimate control. And then that brings us to Christmas. The significant part of the story, in some ways, you could say it's the middle. If the beginning was Adam and Eve and creation, and the end was yet to come, this was, a, you could say, the middle of the story. And this is a significant part of the story, because, because of God's love for humanity, because of God's love for you and I, whether we know him or not, God loves us. Because of his unchanging nature, he's not only a character in the story, But he also wrote himself in as becoming a character in the form of a human. So he doesn't just sit as the author detached. He came to earth to be part of the story as a human being, as those who he had made. And that's what we celebrate at Christmas. God coming into the story of humanity... As a human, and his whole plan, and we see as we we read in scripture there, the, some of the the readers read about it. God speaking to Mary and Joseph through the the angel, telling him, telling them that they were going. He was she was going to give birth to a son, and his purpose was to be a savior to the world. You see, God came as human, as man, in the form of Jesus, who was born a baby, which is what we celebrated Christmas, and then grew and lived his life in uh, as as humanity, as a man. Facing everything that we face. Every joy, every pain, every temptation, every sorrow. You see, the Bible tells us that God is acquainted with our sorrow. Because not only is he the author of the story, but he also is intrinsically part of the story. And lived as a human being facing everything that you and I face. So if we think God will God's if he does exist is removed and doesn't know what's going on, he does. He's not only the author but he's also so involved and part of and in the form of Jesus he came and lived as a man. From childhood all the way through till he was crucified. He wept, he rejoiced, he grieved. He felt pain. He also had his hope in what the plan was. And his whole purpose of coming, which is why Christmas time is a great time to celebrate, because it's the middle of the story, as it were. And his purpose for coming was that he would live as a man to pay the price to die a death on our behalf, to save humanity from evil and death. That's why Jesus came. So in some ways, he's the author, but he's also the hero. He came to live as a man, to be the hero who saves humanity from evil. He's the promised one, the savior of the world, Emmanuel, God with us. Not some detached observer, but one who's walked as we walk experience life as we do not standing aloof of suffering and pain and turmoil but living through it and so can empathize with us, sympathize with us he is the God who was born a man he is the God who bled who died, who wept he came in the person of Jesus of Nazareth Born in an obscure town, or from an obscure town, but Bethlehem is not that obscure, but he comes from Nazareth, which was obscure. But born not in a palace, not in a maternity ward, but in whatever room they could find to stay in. And all of that happened on a real day in history, in a real city. In the real world, God became man like you and I. But he was also 100% God and so could take the guilt of all humanity, fulfill the hopes and defeat all the enemies of God. It was a day planned before the creation of the world. Before the story began to unfold, the author planned the day that Jesus would be born and planned the day that he would be crucified. And in the same way, he plans the day that you were born. And we live our lives in the context of his story. He overcomes all evil by letting evil kill him. And that's what we celebrated Easter. But the purpose of him coming, which we celebrated Christmas, was that he would fulfill that plan of God. And so as we look at all of this, we understand that he was killed on the cross. But because he was God, evil couldn't hold him. Three days later, he rose again. And then follow the commissioning of those who know him and follow him as his disciples to continue his story and carry his message. And then he ascends to heaven. We are seated at the right hand of God the Father. And as the author has said, there will come another day. There will come another day in history when he will return. When he will return again to complete the uh, the end of the story. Where every evil and every opposition will be put under his feet. And on that same day, there will come a time where you and I, as characters in the story, will stand before the author of the story to give an account of how we've lived as characters in this story. Whether we've accepted and seen when he's told us who he is and what his plan is and and his salvation and, and his plan for us. Whether we've seen that and believed that and lived our lives according to his way, surrendering to him. Or whether we've heard that and rejected it. You see, there comes a beginning and an end for all of us. And in the end, we'll stand before him and give an account. And if we have chosen to believe and accept what he's placed before us, the truth, and live as his children, live according to his way, believing and putting our faith in him, then in the next part, which is for eternity, we live with him. Where there is no sorrow, there is no pain. There is no regret, there is no failure, there's joy everlasting. And at the same time, if we've heard that, and we choose to reject that, where there is no joy or peace, but it all comes down to the day that you and I hear the truth of who he is. You see, the author of the story, who exists beyond the story has ordained that we would be characters in the story. He's revealed to us that He is God. That where we have made where we have made bad choices, where evil has come into the world not because of Him, but because man has rejected Him and He's honored their rejection of Him and they've followed the way that leads away from Him. But He's shown us How we can be restored. Which is when Jesus came to earth as a baby. Born in Bethlehem. So that he would grow and live as a man. And would die on a cross and embrace us and invite us to accept the life he's given. The life that he has extended to us. Where there's freedom, forgiveness, joy, healing, wholeness and all those things. The thing is you and I have a decision to make. Just before the creation of the world, God has decided to send his son on that day so that this would happen. So you and I have a decision to make before the end. Because once the end comes, it is too late. This is the section of the story that we get to choose where we spend eternity. The choice is ours. That choice needs to be made by each one of us. And only you can make that choice for, you life, for your life, just as only I can make it for mine. But as we celebrate Christmas, remember that analogy of God as author. As author, He exists beyond and not confined by the story. And you and I are characters in the story. And he is part of that story. But he also came as a man, as a human, <clears throat> to live in that story so that he could, we could relate to him. He can relate to us. But then also he could pay the price for us. So as we celebrate Christmas, it's the time that God came to earth as a man. It's that moment in the story where he steps into our world as we experience this world to make a way that we could respond to him and experience life as he's created us to experience life both now and forever so as we've looked and read passages of scripture that speak of the one to come the promised one The one who is born in a manger. The one who is wrapped in cloth. The one whom the shepherds came and worshipped. The one whom a few years later the the magi came and, and worshipped. The one whom Herod tried to kill. The one who lived as a man and died in a cross and rose again and is returning. I ask you, what's your response to the author of the story you need to be? To God. You're a character in the story that He's written. And He has a plan and a purpose for you. You have a role to play. And in that story, you can make choices. What's your choice going to be? Is it going to be to acknowledge the one who came as a baby? To save the world from sin? To reconcile us in a relationship with God, the Creator, the Author? Or are you going to choose to reject that? Whatever your choice is, God will honor. But the choice is yours. But Christmas is a time of great celebration. Because the hope of the world, Jesus, was born. So I'm going to pray if I can have the music team back up. I'm going to pray then we're going to sing one or two more hymns. But I'd like you to consider those things this Christmas. And what's your response going to be? You choose. Once they're finished, you can stay as long as you want. There's still food on the tables. You're welcome to have food and some more things to drink. And don't have to rush off. I know it's Christmas Eve if you need to. That's fine. But if you've got any questions, I'd love to speak with you. But Christmas we celebrate because God stepped into humanity to live as a man. To make a way for us to live for eternity. Let's pray. Father God I thank you that you don't exist. Aloof, separate, detached, uninvolved. But you grieve when we grieve. You celebrate when we celebrate. But you're the one who has created everything. And you've created us to live in relationship with you. And God, this evening as we've celebrated the birth of your son. On that day in history in Bethlehem. A moment that changed the course of this story forever. God, we thank you. We thank you that you chose to come into our world. To embrace us. To save us. To love us. And this evening, Father, as we consider these things, we acknowledge we have a choice to make. But, Father, I pray that our choice would be one of worship, surrender, and adoration. One that acknowledges you. One that surrenders to you. That we would live with hope, joy, and peace. God, I pray for each one of us, everybody who's represented here and the households represented. I pray that over this Christmas period that you would protect, you would watch over, you would provide, you would bring hope and joy to every household, every family, every individual. And that as we look to you, we'd remember the wonder of Christmas. The moment, God, you stepped into our world, that you created and welcomed us into a relationship with you. We thank you and we praise you and we honor you. In Jesus' name, amen.